0: The following episode might contain sensitive content that you might not be comfortable listening to. This will include topics such as self-harm, suicide, alcoholism. If any of these things or anything related might disturb you, please proceed with caution or click off the video now. What makes you feel as if you aren't enough at times? Hello, my name is Hazy. Who killed Hazy? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Only Rainy Days podcast, episode seventeen, which just has a slight tidbit or tangent from what we're actually going to be talking about here. What I'm going to be talking about, surprise! I've hit episode seventeen, because this means I'm technically I started this podcast in I believe November, December, so I'm hitting about the seven month mark, I believe, since the first episode and. Personally, I just like to pat myself on the back for that because I, I've always wanted to hit this point, but I didn't think I'd actually would. But without further ado, and assuming, once again, as always, I don't change the title based on what I have written down in my notebook. This episode should be called "Hit the Mark," and the only thing I have written down for this is, and forgive the language because it's going to be sharp, but that's the whole point. The uses of sharp language is so I remember what this episode is supposed to be about. But I only have the short... I have four words written down next to this episode. Which is, you'll never be enough. And quite honestly... no, That is a truthful statement. But it's only truthful in your own eyes. Your own lens. People as creators they always end up striving for more regardless of how much time you spend analyzing others or analyzing what you think you're capable of at the moment you'll always want more that's why especially in terms of music but you might even see it with people who make any sort of content videos especially on youtube you'll see what i what's commonly known as like an evolution. You'll see it you'll see a point where the content, the music that they're pushing out isn't on the same level as what they started off with. And I used the word level very liberally here because it might be the same quality in your ears, your eyes, whatever it might be. But you can tell it's not the same it's not the same They're they might be experimenting or in the eyes of the creator they are doing what they feel as if they should this is the way they should express themselves this is how they want to express themselves this is what they want to create and push out onto the world and as much as you might disagree disagree look at something that someone has created and be oh i don't like this this isn't my style what happened to the old insert name here now to give examples i feel like for most long-term creators you've seen them go through some sort of shift and what they decide to push out music video whatever it might be and you can decide on your own accord if the quality went up or down. I mean, quality, especially in terms of artistic pieces, is one that is subjective. You cannot you cannot say how you feel about something and expect every single person around you or every single person on earth to feel the exact same way. Now, to actually give an example, if you listen to Lift Yourself by Kanye, everyone can be on a reasonable ground oh that's not that's not supposed to be a song so everyone knows that's an outlier he didn't want that to be legitimately a piece of work that he's remembered by he had his own he had his own motives for making it and that's not something to be mentioned when we're actually thinking about what he has created But everyone changes, and everyone changes to the point where you'll never be enough. You'll never be enough. That is a harsh but real reality, but only in the sense of yourself. People will hate forever and forever, regardless of how you decide to change yourself. You can try to elevate yourself for the better from where you were and someone might hate you from the moment you started until the moment you quit 10 15 years 10 15 months it is what it is your point when you create something when you decide to do something you want to do isn't to appease anyone else first things first you should be doing it because you want to do it you want to do it if you're not doing what you want and it's also, at least in terms of how I'm thinking, get, thinking about it, it isn't paying your bills, then why are you doing it in the first place? Either it pays your bills, so this would be your regular day job, and you decide to do it because you need it to live, or you're doing it because this is something that you see that will bring fulfillment into your life. This is something that you want to do, you would be happy to do, even if it doesn't pay you. And those are like, it's like the two main zones of life. If anything fits outside of those two categories, I don't know why you're doing it. And quite honestly, you should reconsider why you're in that field whatsoever. For example, if you're someone that works a night nice shift at Amazon and that's your job, that's what you need to do to fulfill yourself. You, pl- you like to play golf in your free time. So you do that in your free time but then you end up in computer science classes just because like it's offered to you or anything like that then th- there's no point just do. just stop going so i'm going so i'm doing if you don't like it and it doesn't pay you there's not really a purpose and liking something does go in hand with trying to support someone or be there for them so don't 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 try to separate those two things if you're there for someone else then weigh the pros with the cons and determine if you want to continue with it or not but if you're just doing something essentially by yourself for essentially no reason without pay or reasonable pay just just stop you're 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 wasting your time basically so Let's do better things for ourselves. But the whole point is to hit your mark. When you find something that you want to do, whether it be your job, you want to be the best person at your job to, I have this hobby and I really enjoy this, or I have this hobby to the point where I think I like it so much that I want to transform it out of my hobby into my career. The first thing that you should always focus on and the only thing to really focus on is am I appeasing myself? The way that you market it can change it. You can market something outside of your comfort zone, out of your boundaries. That way it starts to work more in your favor. But at the end of the day, you should be doing something that you are ultimately comfortable with or makes you money. But I like to focus on what's comfortable Because doing something that you want to do is a hell of a lot better than doing something you're not comfortable doing. But you'll hit moments, especially when you follow things that you want to do, that you don't know how to do it. Or you feel as if you're not progressing or you're not progressing fast enough. You start to get, there starts to be a mental fog in front of you when you start to actually follow your dreams or when you first start to even envision them. And I feel that. I feel that on a very, very deep level. Back when back when I was in high school, when I decided that I went from undeclared major to an art major, I still didn't really have a vision for what being... What an art major would actually do for my life. I felt as if at the time I knew at the time that I wanted to do something in the artistic field. I wanted to create and find a way to get paid for it, but I didn't know what to actually do with it. I want to be a graphic designer. Did I want to become a digital digital illustrator? If so. I want to focus more on straight and solid lines? Did do, do I want to start digitally painting and focusing on composition? Do I want to become a character designer, background artist? There's so many different fields and levels to art in itself or anything that you really look at that I started to get lost in my thoughts. So I remember I spent a strong moment in high school where I stopped necessarily creating. I... Put, I put all of my drawing tools aside and I have told myself, I want to figure out where am I pointing myself to? Not only so I know for myself, but I know what to tell others because other people are very judgmental. And I thought it, my parents wanted to know. So I wanted to be able to find a field that I wanted to step in so I can be like, okay, I'm stepping into, I'm going to this school for this field. This is my plan, and from there, I know where to go, because we always want clear-cut plans in life, and I don't blame that. The problem is, at least in my personal case, I was unable to really, truly find a field that I wanted to get into. The end goal wasn't insight, nor were the middle steps. My biggest problem was, I didn't know what my end goal was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I told myself I wanted to go into digital illustration. That is what is considered in the art field. But I didn't know what I actually wanted to do with it. And there were subcategories to that category that I didn't consider, wasn't even aware of. I had no clue. The big thing in digital illustration, at least that comes to mind, is what do you wanna apply yourself and With applying yourself, what do you want to do? So one of the things that came to mind, especially when I was confronted with the fact that I still didn't understand what I wanted to do, was game studios. Because me, as a person who is an avid gamer, someone that is quite engrossed in the gaming field, gaming companies, everything like that, I've always liked the art that game studios were able to procure. Things that they were able to create for the fantasy world for their game. There is a massive distinction between character designers versus background designers versus ver- um, visual effects designers. There There's so many different things. Even there's a sub-discipline specifically for... Like, skills. So, if you play any game, any game that has some sort of skill in it. League of Legends, Valorant, Diablo, Overwatch. Especially League of Legends and Diablo, at least. Because they're more visually intensive than other games. And especially League. There's a whole discipline, there's a whole philosophy, design philosophy built around how a skill should look iconically you should be able to tell what the icon does there's colors that explain what they really do there's the composition of it there's so much into it and i never came even i never came even close to figuring out which discipline i wanted to get into specifically but i think especially in terms of the main topic here i didn't try I didn't, I didn't really try to get into anything. I was making art. I was making art I was happy with. But the art I was making wasn't in line with how I was, quote unquote, envisioning my future to go. And I just wasn't happy with it. I guess it's the best way to put it, but I was only unhappy with it or so unhappy with it because I didn't know what to do with myself. The first thing I needed to do was set an end goal. If I knew I wanted to go into digital illustration with a focus on um, character design, then I have, I have the end goal in mind and I can work my way backwards into understanding... What does it take to get there? What skills do I need to learn? And with the skills I need to learn, okay, I know what type of things I start focusing on in the pieces I create now to actually make it a reality. Instead, I was just making things however I wanted it to be. And I was still making things the way I wanted to be. But even some of my Happiest works at the time weren't good. Going to school, going to art college, after declaring and, actually, and getting into a prestigious art school, college art school, excuse me, and looking back on the work, I wasn't happy. The work I made while I was attending art school, I wasn't happy with. And being someone who is several years out of art school, even though I dropped out of it, I'm not fully happy with some of the some of the work I made. I can see the improvements. I can understand where I can understand why I could have went better, but I can also see where I did things correctly, both out of peer review and out of my own understanding of the field itself. I know it can be better. But overall. I understand the fact that I don't think I'll ever reach a point where I can sit back and realize I've made my greatest piece. And the only reason why I can say that statement with comfort is the fact that I know you'll never know when you'll make your greatest piece. Only thing you can do is continuously try to make your greatest piece nonetheless, you should always look back on things that you've done, things that you accomplished, and try to learn from. Don't, under, don't undermine your achievements, but you should always try to learn from every single thing that you do nonetheless. My biggest problem, especially back when I was in school, was that I felt as if success and achievement should be felt immediately without discourse. So if I make something and it's better, there should be nothing else to be said. This piece is better. That's it. There's nothing to learn from it. And that's false. Everything that you make, everything that you do, you'll have a moment where you can understand. of oh, I could have done this better. The lighting could have been better here. The coding could have been better here. This could have been more optimized. This is a better way of framing it so people could understand it outside of my field there are so many examples so many ways to describe it and even if you aren't necessarily the creative type which i don't there's there's no blame or shame or anything in it to not be the creative type you should be whoever you want to be but there's just there's essentially always a better way to do it if you are an accountant you're you're a beginner accountant you're in your first couple of years you might be in school for accounting there's better ways to organize your spreadsheet there's better ways to organize your spreadsheet for the people who are playing to actually look to look at it there's better ways to optimize it for the people who don't know your field as opposed to who actually knows there's always room for improvement, rather than just be based off of your own understanding or someone leaving you legitimate feedback and just telling you, this is amazing, but do you think you could do it this way in this way? Or can you just make me a separate edit? You'll always receive feedback on, your, on anything that you create, whether it be for you, for others, and a mix of the two. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. It's not only is it for growth. I mean, if it's for others by any means, then you should really take their feedback to heart because you are creating it for them. I mean, if, if it's not for you, first and foremost, then your opinion doesn't matter it's just the most. But when you're creating something for yourself in any form by any metric by anything that you want to accomplish you're a coder you're an artist you're you're a powerlifter weightlifter bodybuilder anything that you want to do it's important to go into something not understanding where your peak is just knowing what goal you want to hit life is a series of goals. It's only a series of goals because you never truly understand what the top is. You'll you'll never understand what top is. You'll never understand how you'll feel about something after time moves past. Nothing is perfect. Perfection does not exist in itself and there's no amount of time you can spend prior into going into a topic to actually understand it you cannot understand something that is unknown if we knew what perfect was there would be a proper resource to teach it to other people and you do it and this goes i guess the only field that perfection exists in is science to an extent chemistry especially there is a level of perfection if you're not in science then this then this statement really should resonate with you and i hope it does perfection does not exist it does not matter how much time you spend idolizing what would be nice you have to just chase it until you make it nice Every single musical artist you've ever listened to or followed, every YouTuber or music movie producer, movie director, excuse me, you've ever watched, they don't know what perfect is. And when they made their first film, their first song, their first album, they did not know what perfect was. At the time when they made it, they might have thought, this is the bomb. This is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted to make. And... Everyone's going to love it. And that's their opinion. That's their opinion. That's what their thoughts are. And they actually feed it out into the world. Or they give themselves some time to learn more, to experience more. They look back on it and they'll tell you, it's terrible. It's terrible. And you might not feel the exact same way. You might look at someone's first album, first movie, and tell yourself, this is amazing. This is inspiring. I can't, I don't understand how they can look back on this and be like, this is not perfect. Some people will look at an artist's fourth album and say that their first album was better. And it's all subjective. It is all subjective. It does not, in the scope of what you want to follow and pursue and you feel passionate about what people say about what you do, should not matter because you are creating it for yourself first and foremost if you are into music and you release six albums they tell you your first two albums are some of the greatest music ever created then tell you your your next four albums are mid they're terrible they don't like it should you take when you're creating your seventh album should you focus on what they tell you to gain their approval or should you do what you want to do because it makes you feel whole you should do the things that make you feel whole that's the whole point of creation of doing of pushing your limits and boundaries Because if you listen to what people tell you you're gonna you're either going to be stuck in an ideological echo chamber Where people just tell you you did a good job. Nonetheless or you'll be stuck. In an area in a field. Where people tell you that you should just quit. What you're doing because you clearly have. No idea what you're doing. It doesn't make sense. And I don't think you can really make sense. Of it people are. Either going to hate. Or blindly praise something. Nonetheless whether it be for their. Affixation. Whether it be nostalgia. Or they just used to like it and they can't come to terms with the fact that it's not the way it was. On the flip end, someone might always hate it because it's not something that they're used to, whether that be they're not used to it because they've never heard it before or they're so used to something different from you that they don't know what to do with who you are now. If I was to use a name, I think Choji, honestly. Joji's probably one of the better examples I can think of right now. If you know anything about Joji as a musical artist, he makes rather somber, sad music. Sad relational music. Rain On Me, World Star Money, Slow Dancing in the Dark. Those are three songs that come to mind for me personally, but they're very... Those are three songs that... They all have a very deep memory in my heart. And to an extent, all for different reasons. Rain On Me is a song I listened to for a... When I was overcoming a form of grief. So when I listen to the song, I have a memory of the person that it's interlinked with. Before then, before that link even existed, all three of those songs, World Star Money, Rain On Me, So Dancing In The Dark, I was just attuned to music I listened to with my roommate whenever either one of us wasn't wasn't in the best of moods we wanted to either relax or we wanted to just listen to it as background music when we wanted to get something off of our chest but regardless it was good music we liked the music but if you know nothing about Joji Joji and I don't know his actual government name off the top of my head so forgive me but before joji was joji he went by pink guy and if that name doesn't ring a bell pink guy is a musical project of filthy frank and filthy frank was a quiet, in his own words basically a edgy but satirical youtuber he made a lot of questionable content he didn't give a fuck who he offended or who he was talking about he just made whatever he wanted to make and Pink Guy was a music project of Filthy Frank where he just really pushed it to its limits. In the same sense, I actually like some of the Pink Guy songs But my old roommate from high school. He liked some of the songs from Pink Guy. We used to just listen to it like, you know, every now and then well, it was something. It wasn't something to listen to all the time, but it was something to just hear if you needed a good laugh or you just wanted to not not focus basically because he would just say some absurd obscene shit where you just have to sit up you have to take a moment and sit there and be like oh he really did just say that type of thing but while he was working on his pink guy music i think he even dropped an album under that moniker i believe it's when he dropped world star money and rain on me under the name joji and he just kind of threw it into the wind he he let it know him that it's like oh yeah pink guy and joji we are the same person but he didn't make too much of a focus on it it was like a testing ground for him and he i would like to imagine when he first made that correlation he made he made those songs public he didn't really care what anyone thought he he wanted feedback he wanted to know if there's anything he could work on he wanted constructive feedback but he didn't need people who were diehard filthy frank or pink guy fans to tell him that it was wonderful nor did he need any haters of filthy frank or pink guy to tell him that it was terrible he threw it out there and he was just fishing for any sort of honest response he could get to the mute get for the music and as time can tell, whether it be for his own mental sake and his own sanity or because of the feedback, I think it's a little bit of both, he stuck with Joji and he started to make more and more music. And as you listen to his music, you can hear an evolution in his music. In the same scope of music, Kanye, Kanye West, has gone through quite the quite the incredible evolution in terms of his music his first three albums are nothing like his next three which are nothing like his next three and there's always to this day in now mid 2023 there's no shortage of conversations trying to compare all in the entirety of Kanye West's discography against each other because they're trying to figure out where they stack and through everyone you'll hear essentially a different list is it to say and because you hear a different list through each person you know he didn't truly lose his way when making music he found different avenues that he felt as if he wanted to go down and it it touched different people each time my father, for example, basically, I don't want to say, that, well, definitely not grew up on, but Kanye's first three albums really touched his soul, which would be College Dropout, wait, Registration, and Graduation. Those are three albums that my father knows very well. That's very integral to who he is. That's, that's his go-to albums when we think about Kanye. On the other hand, for me, I love those three albums, but I still think of My Beautiful, Dark, Twisted Fantasy, eight oh eight and Heartbreak, and even some of the more recent things outside of those, three, those other two albums. I think about, yeah, kids see ghosts. Hell, even Jesus is King. I think about it every now and then. Think about all of his music, and I like all of it, but you can tell, you can see the evolution. You can hear the evolution in Kanye's not only mindset on life, but where he is as a person throughout his music, his creation. What he wanted to, not, not who he wanted to be, who he is and how he wanted to express who he is at the moment. College dropout and late registration, even graduation, talks about this essentially young, arrogant kid, this young, arrogant guy running around doing however he pleases and having fun with his life. And then after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, it was and in Heartbreak into some of his more recent music, it some lyrics start to become very introspective. The instrumentals have changed, his delivery has changed, even the cadence in the way he talks about himself and certain songs are very, very different it's clear that he has changed as a person because that's expected if i'm not mistaken the college dropout came out in 2003 so kanye has been a forefront in the rap game for 20 years at this point in terms of just rapping capabilities or just making music outside of instrumentals in 20 years any any person is expected to change he didn't let that change hinder his creative capability. He used it. all the all the expected hardships, pain, grief he has felt, as well as his triumphs and things that he has felt as if he has conquered and felt well about. He used it to his advantage and kept trying to create more and more and more that felt as if it's a piece of him. But the way that he keeps experimenting, and quite honestly, in my opinion of creators, the way that the fact that he keeps creating is a feeling as if he knows that he has not hit his relative perfection. And that's a hell of a statement because if you know anything about Kanye, he's probably one of the most arrogant people you could ever find in the history of Earth. Kanye is a very arrogant person. But I think Deep down, especially more than ever, but even when he made graduation, he knew that he wasn't perfect, and not because he isn't anything to scoff at, look at, laugh at. He wanted more, and that's the whole, that's the beauty of the idea of perfection. The moment you get close to perfection is the moment you want even more and you might not even know where more is but as you continue to look back on things that you created to make you feel as if you got even close to the idea of perfection you start to see your faults but the important part is when you see your faults don't look at them and see them as pitfalls and tell yourself that you're worth nothing you can never be nothing you can't do anything no that's not the point every single moment every single quote-unquote failure is a lesson everything is a lesson done itself you should take in the information see what you could have quote-unquote done better or done something different whether that just be in the moment or a year or two in the future take those feelings take those emotions really truly hold them close to yourself and then keep going to say that you could hit your relative perfection i still believe is a fallacy in itself because i don't think you would ever hit a point where you can look back on it one year one month, one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years into the future and tell yourself you're just as happy as when you first created it or first released it. I don't think that happens. I think everyone changes quite a bit throughout their life and quite a bit is quite the understatement. But at the very least, you should just aim to be as close to quote unquote perfect as you can be. You'll never hit it. You'll never hit it. But I don't want that to be discouraging by any means. Because as a great analogy goes, it's not about the cliche. The bad analogy is it's not about the destination. It's about the the journey. It's about the friends you made along the way. I like to think of it as a mountain. It's not about the tip of the mountain. It's about the climb in itself. The journey to just continuously develop yourself, the climb, the journey to continuously become better and better than who you were in previous days and look back and tell yourself, I've been learning, I've been learning for the last five, 10, 20, 40 years of my life. That That is the world's greatest triumph in itself and the fact that most people do not push themselves to try to be better than where they were five years ago depending on who you are in your situation, your living situation especially you might see it you might see people who are the exact same that they were five years ago some people have fought, had their fall from grace and have turned into quote-unquote worse people than where they were one year two years five years ago seeing Not just seeing people fall, because I don't think you should try to use that to your advantage by any means, but to see yourself climb, to know where you were and tell yourself, not only am I not where I was six months ago, I'm above where I was six months ago. It's a feeling of triumph, happiness, success that you should not only take the time to recognize and feel happiness in use it as fuel to wonder i want you to feel your brain tell yourself ask yourself if i made it this far how much farther can i get because most people do not ask themselves that question most people do not wonder what their potential is what they can do what they're capable of and when they push that limit how much further they can they go they find one spot to park their car and tell themselves that's the closest I'll get to the venue and that's fine with me no don't allow yourself to stop early and in this case early to stop early is to stop at all because nobody knows how far you have to drive because at any point you feel as if you've gotten there Either you'll see it yourself or someone else will prove you. Prove you wrong. You did not get there at all. As a simple example, think about technology. If you look back on the history of techno- technology, a lot of people at many points throughout life felt as if we hit the pe- the apex of technology. If anything, the modern age, 2023, is when people have finally come accustomed to the idea of i wonder what's next or i wonder what else can be done i think that's a common thought or a relatively common thought but if you take it back 20 years maybe even 10 years from ago most people didn't have that thought we thought people society thought that we hit essentially our peak as individuals 20 years ago, so 2003. If I can recall any memories my father and my mother has told me from back in that time period, there's just a lot of doubt around that time is when the computer basically was created. The computer was created. Who could tell you when someone made the first computer that used a floppy disk the size of your regular CD held way less storage in your CD It could basically do nothing. There was no internet. Who could tell you some of the possible, some of the possibilities that we have today? Only a certain, a select few could see the vision that there's so much more for computer technology, computer science. Most people thought it was just like, for lack of a better word, most people thought it was bullshit. How can you explain to someone from the 1990s, the mid-1990s, that we'd hit a point where we would grab this this rectangular box in front of us type in letters of the english alphabet or your out al- of your local al- alphabet and find any type of information that you like to be able to play games that almost start to question as if it's reality or not And graphics with people across the entire globe you could not explain that topic to people 10 20 30 years ago even though it's common knowledge to you now and this is your normality most of the things that you know most most things you've been experiencing has been completely unknown for majority of human history and that type of idea is what is what should, should make you feel the motivation to keep going because everything you know nowadays is it's brand new. Oh, you like anime? Anime is pretty new. Anime is what, I believe 80s, 90s at the most, so what, 40, 50 years if even. Same for manga. A lot of manga. You could not explain manga and anime to someone from the 1940s. You like the internet? Could not explain it to someone for 40 years older than you. Someone from 1980s and maybe even before. Most of the things in front of you to this day could not be explained. We're not even that far, we're not that far away from some inventions. There are people who were close to being alive when when pictures and photographs were first being developed, when the first microphones were being created everything around you is essentially new a everything around you is a physical representation of someone seeing what someone thought was perfection and pushing it to their mental boundaries and figuring out that that other person's idea of perfection isn't what they tell themselves it is everything your phone is stronger than all the computers used to get the first man to the moon. And it's way more compact. Some people, I'm to bet, there's someone that will hear this somewhere out there that has a flash drive that is one terabyte strong. I have SSDs in my PC right now to the left of me. Two of them, one terabyte strong. I know people who have two terabytes, five terabytes, 10 terabytes in their computers in one solid use of hardware. People were making games and making computers off kilobytes, if not megabytes. And nowadays, if you told yourself that you only have a hundred megabytes on your computer, you would question yourself. What could you do with that type of space? The sky is truly the limit, and the sky in this scenario can only be pushed upwards and upwards and upwards. But as much as there is possibility, as much as there is room to grow and be better, there is one daunting statement that you need to realize, because the faster you realize it, the faster you'll dispel that type of fear. You won't be perfect. You won't be perfect, and nothing will be perfect but you don't need to focus on perfection. Perfection is a myth that people hold to themselves and others to make them feel as if they're less than. Perfection, perfection in my eyes is being truly the best that you can be. In realizing that wherever you are right now, you can be even farther, you can be even better. You can lift more weights, you can code that more efficiently, you can draw this better, you can be a better partner to your wife or husband, you can be a better child to your mother or father, you can be a better scholar, you can learn more, you can do anything that you really truly want to set your mind to. There's no limitations. To your possibilities, the only limitation you have is when you see something that has already been done, or you have you have idolized something that you think can be done, and tell yourself that that is your landing mark, and you stop the moment you hit it. That's not perfection. Perfection is the audacity to continuously go, 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 and push your limits. Push your limits in any ways, even if you don't fully know how to move forward. Start moving sideways, you might find a new path. Who knows? Have fun with it if you feel as as if you hit the top. But we always got to keep doing something. We got to keep doing something. We got to keep pushing because there's something to be found forever and always. so don't don't worry about perfection it doesn't exist just keep being the best that you can as long as you keep focusing on steadily progressing on who you can be who you will be because i have faith in who you will be only thing to focus on is that you need to hit your mark